this is Christine. Hello, this is Heather. And we took a left at the valley. Fantastic. And we, oh, should I say it too? No, sorry. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I know we shouldn't have to scream that we're atheists, you know, we don't have non-astrologers and all that, but with the religious people taking over the world, I mean, we can either speak up or be pushed into a corner. I'm proud to be an atheist, a skeptic, a non-believer, an infidel, a heathen, I call it how I see it. I say it's ignorance and you just call it faith and unsubstantiated claims, that's something to be ashamed, I'm an atheist. Coming at you from Colorful BC, this is Left of the Valley. My name is Kevin, and I think the surest sign there is intelligent life in the universe is the fact that it has never tried to contact us. That is definitely a smart decision. <laughs> yeah. Joining me as usual is a team that will tell you to not worry about the world coming to an end today. It's already tomorrow in Australia. Exactly. And it's interesting because if, if through every apocalypse, they always are telling what's going on first. Exactly. They are our canary. <laughs> Doctors gave her six months to live, but she couldn't pay the bill, so she got a six-month extension. Nancy. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> I, I may extend that every six months. Sure, why not? <laughs> She'll tell you that you can't have everything. Where you, where would you put it all? <laughs> exactly. Um, you could have an extended, extendable charm on your purse. There you go. Then you can put everything in your purse. <laughs> She couldn't fix her car brakes, so she made her car lower. Uh, sorry, she made her car horn louder. <laughs> I think that I could probably figure that out. That's, I'm a fan of something that sounds a little fancy, anyways. That's very apropos. <laughs> Ladies, thank you for joining me. Hope you had a great week. It was actually an interesting week for sure. Oh well, today we'll be talking to our old friend Robert Stanley of the Right to Reason podcast. But first. Let's do a bit of chit-chat because God knows we got oh. lots to go through this week. Oh, my God. So much. All right. It was such a dull week. I'm oh, yeah. I'm surprised you pull anything out of it. Yeah, we'll, yeah, of course. We'll struggle along. Very dull week. Very dull week. <laughs> uh, did you guys uh, hear about uh, this uh, report from Na- National Geographic? The uh, Wondiwoi tree kangaroo has been found again. <gasps> It's apparently, so cute. apparently, this thing, this creature, vanished for ninety years. It's, it was thought to be extinct. Um, it's it's a kangaroo, but it's it's kind of like monkey like. It's got like uh, it's got like uh, think of it as a small kangaroo with huge arms as well. So it kind of hops like a kangaroo, but it also can climb. It's adorable. Where was it? Did, did they find where, where where it was hiding? Is it? Yeah, well, actually, sort of. It was in the uh, montane forests of New Guinea. Uh, it was last seen in nineteen twenty eight. Hmm. And then it said, I'm done with these people. I'm leaving. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I, I can't believe I'm it. hiding. I'm hiding for a while. I'm hiding. That's right. It'll get better. <laughs> Do you guys hear this story about... There's a there's a picture out there that Trump supporters are sharing. <gasps> there's a fake picture of him rescuing hurricane victims. Oh, Nobody no. gets better because he's handing them... He's handing them a red hat. A he's MAGA a, hat. He's, he's in a boat oh. and the guy's in water and he's reaching out and the picture shows Donald Trump red, handing over something red. This cult of Trump thing is actually real. Do it's people like, actually think it's real though? It was shared 250,000 times. It's a beautiful Photoshop, it though. It really looks great. With the caption, you won't see this in the, in the news. I, I, I have a 
feeling it's been shared by people who are like, this is ridiculous. Well, I, I hope so. I mean, the first clue is that when you look at the, the, the boat that he's in, he's there with a suit and tie. Yeah, he's in a suit and tie <laughs> in a freaking dinghy yeah, in the exactly. flood. Yeah, I'm sure Donald yeah, I, Trump, of all people, would do that. Yeah, I don't think he'd have a dinghy. He'd have, like, one of those floats. A like, yacht? That none of, like, the emperors go down the river on. There's no way <laughs> oh, hell. with, like, the long poles yeah. There's no way in hell he'd get his hands dirty anyway. Exactly. Uh, this uh, The original picture was actually of work uh, res- uh, rescuing uh, people in the flood in Texas in 2015. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, you know, I, I see that so much from the, the conservative right, these fake, fake things all over the place. I, You know, I'd be curious to see how many fake pictures, stories there is left versus right. I'll bet you it's 10 to 1. Oh, I wonder, yeah. Is there a website that would have a collection of fake Photos or news over the last years. It'd be interesting. It would be interesting. Yeah. I, is there do you a think fake any, gallery? Yeah. yeah, a fake gallery. Yeah, everything that's been fake in the news and posted in one spot. Yeah. That would be super, mm. super interesting. That would be an interesting website. Yeah, that, that hmm. would be interesting. I mean, there are there are a lot of web fact checking websites. I just wonder whether there are any that you know actually post them on a on a time, you know like on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. That would yeah. be fun to. If any of our listeners know of one, please let yeah. us know. Yeah. There would be a massive spike in the last two years. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of Marmalade Man, <laughs> do you guys hear that China actually won't let the U.S. Navy dock their ships anymore in Hong Kong? Understandable. Mm-hmm. I don't blame them. Amid the trade tensions. Like, you can't piss off everyone and then expect everyone to be like, oh, we're still your best friends. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, right? It's actions like... have consequences. Yeah, you piss in their Cheerios. They're not going to let you sit at your table anymore. Yeah. Yeah. There's a dog. Somebody close that door. No. It's a dog. <laughs> it's the intelligent life. Uh, the intelligent life form we're talking about. They found us. Yeah. Um, did you guys also see the clip of uh, Emmanuel Macron, the uh, French president, mm-hmm. that rejected the trade, uh, decided to reject trade with countries outside of the Paris climate mm-hmm. pact? I did Which is interesting the because video. the only country that's like that is the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, he told the U.N. Assembly that uh, the U.S. Uh, he, he told that to the U.N. Assembly. The U.S. withdrew in June 2017. Macron also re- decided to uh, rebut Trump's isolationist message, and he is ready to take the mantle of global leadership Good. to tremendous applause. He said, quote, only collective action allows up, uh, upholding of sovereignty and equality of the people. I've got a short clip here of the difference you hear between Macron and Donald Trump at the U.N. <laughs> Radically different approaches. We reject the ideology of globalism and we embrace the doctrine of patriotism. Cette voix, je l'affirme ici. This doctrine is one of unilateralism. De l'unilateralisme. It leads directly to isolationism and to conflict. Et au conflict. At times directly referring to the U.S. President, Emmanuel Macron urged world leaders to continue working together. Please, do not get used to it. Don't become indifferent. Do not accept the erosion of multilateralism. Do not accept our history unraveling. I am not getting used to this. After both speeches were made, it seems the main political divide now is between globalists and nationalists. And that was Emmanuel Macron. 
And no one laughed when he said that. No, exactly. <laughs> that literally made my day. Well, you preempted my next story. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm uh, sorry. Brings me so much joy. Uh, I, I I had to laugh at this because it 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 is so so such an amazing story. Of course, is um, the UN laughing at Donald Trump. Well, it was just so ridiculous. Uh, How could you not? This, this man goes in front of the world. Thinking that he pulls out the same kind of stupid speech he pulls at one of his rallies, thinking that the people are going to react the same way. And the entire world told the man who once said in his campaign that the world is laughing at the U.S., laughed at him. Uh-huh. And it's such a brilliant little clip, and I have it right here. I've got to play this for you guys. Listen to this. It was the day the world, or at least the United Nations, gave a listen to Donald Trump and then laughed. Not with him, at him. (laughs) My administration has accomplished more than almost any administration in the history of our country. America's so true. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't expect that reaction, but that's okay. That's my favorite part. (laughs) Trump later said he meant it as a laugh line. Yeah, sure he did. No, sure he I did. mean, that, that was the perfect Emperor's New Clothes yes! moment, was yes! it not? I, I uh, you know, and I hope, oh God, I'm being super optimistic here. I can only hope he gave him a bit of a wake-up call, but I really no. doubt it. Well, I doubt it. Well, well no, I think he just twisted it in his brain. Yeah, exactly. One it, of the problems is, is that when Donald Trump was growing up and with his privileged status and with his father that wanted, you know, Donald to eventually take over his empire. And his dad knew all of the the shortcuts and knew how to work the system and so forth. So he taught Donald how to how to subvert everything in his favor. And what happened with Donald is that he never really learned the lesson of consequences. Mm. So he mm-hmm. thinks he can say and do anything, and it's okay, even if it's something he makes up at the spur of the moment, even if he changes his mind, because nobody has effectively caught him and made him pay the price for, you know, lying. Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, he can say all of these things and do all of these things with no expectation of um, any 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 consequences whatsoever. No, no, because he can buy he can buy or lie his way out of anything. And it's great to see the UN do this because his um, international policy so far has been bully your way to get his way, and you know push Canada around, push the other countries around, start trade wars here, thinking I've got the big stick, you know. And now the UN is laughing at him. You know what? Your big stick ain't working, buddy. Yeah, it ain't working. Yeah. And anyway, I hope you learned something from yeah. this. But I don't know. <laughs> I, really I mean, you know, Christina was saying that his mind is twisted. And, well, he, and, he can hear the laughter and be like, oh, well, they yeah. were laughing with me. Because he yeah. can, he probably has the ability to just, as a coping mechanism maybe for like life, he just changes reality in his brain, oh, his perception exactly. of reality. Yeah. Well, to, if not him, I he, at least I hope his supporters oh, are seeing yeah. how ridiculous this is. Yeah. But the you thing know? is, a lot of his, his supporters think the UN is stupid. They yeah. don't understand yeah. uh-huh. why yeah, they're laughing. They also think it's some kind of cabal of pedophile that's ruining yeah. the world that somehow Donald Trump's going to oh take my down. Gosh, ridiculous. It's, 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 it's bloody stupid. Uh-huh. Uh, well, speaking of Orange Julius. <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> the the ongoing trade war that we have with Donald Trump. Uh, <laughs> did you catch, catch, catch a little story this week about how Donald Trump lied about Canada asking for an audience? Yes. <laughs> and, and he says he wasn't happy with their attitude about not signing, so so he decided not to give Justin Trudeau an audience. The problem is, is that after that, they went to the Canadian Prime Minister's office and said, "Well, we never asked for we never <laughs> asked for an audience with Trump. I don't know what he's talking about." I know he said the same thing about uh, the, the Iranian president. The, 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 the Iranian guy says, we never asked to talk to him either. You, you, do you think if this guy actually lies down at, at night and he has a dream like that and he wakes up in the morning and he thinks this actually happened? Yes. I, you know, it's it's that demented. You know, he, he fantasizes about moment. Oh, I really wish I could tell Justin how I hate his hair. And I really want to, mm. you know, tell him he better sign those deals. I'm not buying those cars. And then he goes in front of the press. He actually tells him that. I, I, you know, it's what the hell goes on in that man's mind is beyond me. <laughs> well, what goes on in his mind is, well, that sounds good. I'll do it. Yeah. You know, it makes me look really good. I'll do it. Oh my God, it's amazing. Unbelievable. Um, but I'm his. his what amazing time, times it's, we're in. It's going to collapse. It's just oh, a matter yeah. of when. Oh, I don't know. I don't I, know, Nancy. Yeah. I'm, I'm very. I don't want. I, I like to be optimistic, yeah. but I, I, what, what I do is I expect the worst. <laughs> So that I can't be disappointed, <laughs> and I can only hope for the best and expect the worst. Exactly. <laughs> no, it, it will. It, the timing probably isn't going to be what we want, and there's probably going to be things that are going mm-hmm. to be altered and or, and I, or destroyed before we get there. But we'll get there. I honestly hope he lasts his four years, but the Senate and House is taken by the Democrats, so they could just not let him do anything. Mm. Because if you kick him out now, Pence is there. Yeah. And, of course, the story of the week, Brett Kavanaugh. Senate hearing. So, yeah, Senate hearing. Mm-hmm. So let's listen to this. When I got to the small gathering, people were drinking beer in a small living room, family room type area on the first floor of the house. I drank one beer. Brett and Mark were visibly drunk. Early in the evening... I went up a very narrow set of stairs leading from the living room to a second floor to use the restroom. When I got to the top of the stairs, I was pushed from behind into a bedroom across from the bathroom. I couldn't see who pushed me. Brett and Mark came into the bedroom and locked the door behind them. There was music playing in the bedroom. It was turned up louder by either Brett or Mark once we were in the room. I was pushed onto the bed and Brett got on top of me. He began running his hands over my body and grinding into me. I yelled, hoping that someone downstairs might hear me. And I tried to get away from him, but his weight was heavy. Brett groped me and tried to take off my clothes. He had a hard time because he was very inebriated and because I was wearing a one-piece bathing suit underneath my clothing. I believed he was going to rape me. I tried to yell for help. When I did, Brett put his hand over my mouth to stop me from yelling. And that, of course, was part of the testimony of uh, Christine Blasey Ford, a very emotional... Yes, yeah, sorry, Doctor Christine Blasey Ford. A very emotional and powerful mm-hmm. testimony about uh, an encounter she had with Brett Kavanaugh, Judge Brett Kavanaugh, 
in high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, where, where do we start can, with can this I, story? Can I jump here? Uh, um, just before we start talking about it, um, with are you able to just mark the time? Um, I was wondering if before we go into um, like her testimony, if we can just like let people know that it's coming. Like, just say we're going to listen to the testimony, like, from the Kavanaugh hearings. Well, we could, but I'm not sure why. Well, just because some people a might bit of a not trigger warning. want be in a place to listen to that. Because it is very raw. And a lot of people who have dealt with similar things might, it might put them in a place that's not great. Okay. So let me do this. They can just like skip or something. All right. So where do we start with this? Where, where, where? I believe her. It's hard not to. Well, I one hundred percent believe her. Is that here you have this decent, educated um, woman mm-hmm. who is not only educated, but she's educated in psychology, in research psychology, and how trauma and PSD affects the brain. So not only is she a woman who was traumatized, but she's also a a teacher and a woman with a PhD Mm -hmm. and two master's degrees. So where can you find someone who is more knowledgeable Mm -hmm. and credible than Christina Ford? And for anyone who like thinks that, oh, well, she has these master's degrees so she can like fake the trauma. But it's like, no, she probably went into those fields because she wanted to understand her trauma. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. I think I want to talk about, because uh, let's face it, this entire story has proved for once and for all, we shouldn't call them the United States of America because they're not, they're not united at all. Yeah. They're, the divided, you know, they're the divided states of America at this point. Uh, and I've been hearing a lot of pushback on on her testimony and stuff like that from people that are actually close to me. which I'm, Really? Oh, I'm actually incredibly surprised. Um Let's get some facts real, real straight here. Uh, first of all, this woman did not want to come forward. No. She kept this story hidden to the point that it affected her own personal life to the point at which she bought a house. She insisted on having a second front door as a, a way to escape her own house. So this is how traumatic this was. Her husband didn't understand why. And she had fights with her husband. She never explained to her husband that this is how she felt. She needed a route, uh, a route to escape. Second of all, uh, when she heard that Brett Kavanaugh was going to be nominated as a uh, justice of the well, Supreme it, it Court. It was actually when she heard that he was on the short list. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like, she didn't want him to even be nominated. She, she, didn't, she, didn't go, she didn't go public with that. What she did, she wrote letters. She wrote letters to the committee saying, you guys should really reconsider because I know a bit about Brett. Now, of course, she still didn't want to come forward with this until essentially the Republicans say, well, if you don't testify, we're going ahead with it. So the Republicans kind of forced her to testify in a way. They said, you better do it Monday or otherwise we're, we're going ahead with it. Mm-hmm. And she negotiated Thursday, which was this week. Yeah. And, the, and the reason like she like went public with it is because like, uh, reporters found out that there was an accusation and mm-hmm. they found her and were harassing her. Yeah. And then she's like, well, it's, my name's out. Like, I might as well just tell the story how I want it told. So the idea that is some people some people are putting out there that she's got something to gain from this is, yeah, is completely no. wrong and stupid and no. absurd. I, she's got nothing to gain by this. I, I think one of the one of the things that was so crystal clear was that all of the news media were talking about the the parallels between 
Christina Ford and how Anita, Anita Hill, Hill. Yes. was treated. And as it was playing out up to the time that she raised her hand to be, you know, to testify under oath, the parallels were just dramatically the same. Mm-hmm. Treating women as though they, you know, were coming forward with something to gain and they could be heard but not believed exactly. and certainly wouldn't change the trajectory of the uh, the nomination yeah. process. And when she started to give her testimony, and it was obvious that she was so credible, there was a feeling of, oh, maybe, you know, the Me Too movement and everything else will will give women, you know, more power in coming forward, and she will be believed. And it, at the end of Thursday, it, it didn't look like it was going to happen. No. And that, to me, the difference between 1991 and now, where women who come forward are still looked at as mm-hmm. uh, lying, yeah. is just devastating. Yeah. Um, I, her, I think it's changing now. Her, her lawyers were smart about this because oh, they, they, actually, they, they actually uh, paid for her to get a, a polygraph. Mm-hmm. And they did that. Uh, even though she was questioned by the prosecution, say where, why, you know, why'd you get a polygraph and who paid for it? And then the lawyers came out and says, no, we did. It wasn't the Democratic Party yeah. that did this. It wasn't the Democratic Party putting her on stand to do some kind of political showdown. Mm-hmm. No, it was it was her and her lawyers. Um, oh, and then there was that wonderful moment when the the prosecutor that they brought in from Arizona said, well, who's paying for all of this? Mm-hmm. Where are you getting all this money? And the lawyer said. We're doing this pro bono. Yeah, exactly. And I thought, <gasps> yay! Really? Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yeah, yeah. Exa- exactly. I didn't now, know they that. Believed, they believed in her and what she was doing to the extent that they wouldn't have mentioned it. I'm sure they would. But, you know, we're doing this pro bono. And at that point, it gave her so much more credibility. Now, now, now the, uh, the Republicans also hired, like you said, a woman prosecutor because there's no way in hell they would have had a man prosecute her at the same time because that would just look really, really awful. Uh, so the, the Republicans pull out all the stops. And even the uh, the prosecutor, uh, whose name escapes me right now, uh, basically said at the end, I couldn't punch Mitchell. any holes. Mitchell? Yes. Rachel Mitchell. That's right. She says, I couldn't punch any holes in that story. It was just it was just pretty solid. I, she, she couldn't do anything about it. I mean, it was, no. Because I, it's I, true. <laughs> well, most likely because it's true. Let's not kid ourselves. There is a huge political component to this. Because if Kavanaugh is there at the Supreme Court, you're putting a very ultra-conservative, socially conservative Mm -hmm. justice in the Supreme Court. And this is what the Republicans are desperately trying to do right now. Because they know they're on the losing side of history. So they're trying right now so hard. This is why they're rushing him in. you know, Because Mm -hmm. when Obama was trying to choose a judge, they had no problem with leaving the position open for over a year. So now all of a sudden, everything needs to be rushed to get Kavanaugh in there? No, they know full well that they're about to lose the next election, and they know full well that this is their last chance to put a judge, a conservative judge in there. I know, and can you imagine anything more, I was going to use the word evil, but that's not really what I'm, what I'm going Corrupt. for. But yeah, that, um, to, to, to put a, a justice on the Supreme Court, which is the highest court in the mm-hmm. land, where there should be the most integrity mm-hmm. and the most belief and most confidence, you know, of anybody, we, we need to have, the Americans need to have confidence. Yes. And what do the Republicans do but subvert the entire process, cut the rules, change the rules, 
plow through regardless of yep. what the facts yep. Yep. are in order to get one guy nominated. What does this do to the democratic process? Yeah. It was just unbelievable, but not unbelievable mm-hmm. because they were doing it. This is, that, to me, is the, the worst possible um, way for, for the Senate and for government to behave. This is a top court of the land. I mean, oh, first of all... Uh, He's uh, already uh, on the second top court. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'll, 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 I'll rebuke everybody that's saying that basically he's on trial. He's not on trial, no. okay? He's not you know, He's not going to prison for what he did there. He's, he's essentially doing a job application, right? Look at it this way. He's doing a job application, and you think, hey, he looks like a pretty good candidate. And then somebody comes in and says, ah, you know what? I kind of know this guy. You might want to look deeper into his background. And, and then, of course, he pulls up his arm. Oh, my God, I can't believe I'm being smeared. But when they say, well, let, let's have the FBI investigate that to clear your name. Which you, if you think you're yeah. being smeared and you want to clear your name, you would jump at the occasion of having the FBI go into this. Oh, no, I'm okay. No, we don't need this. No, I'm innocent. He, he's got something to hide for sure. And the idea that people are putting out there that somehow this is a feminist, Me Too, revenge scheme is ludicrous. Um, this is the highest court of the land. If you let a guy like Kavanaugh go in and he is dodged by these allegations, every judgment he makes people that has question. anything that's any close to women's rights or anything like that is going to be questioned. And that's not what you want to keep the faith of the American people into the, the process, into the Supreme Court. So if he was a man with any ounce of integrity, he would look at this and say, I'm innocent. He would say, claim his innocence. I'm innocent. However, the Supreme Court is more important than my personal reputation. I have to recuse myself until my name is clear. Then I'll come back at it. If he had any ounce of integrity and belief in what he's doing in the system, this is what he would do. Which he doesn't. Which, of course, he's not doing. Because at that point, it's just about, mm-hmm. I want to get in there. Well, the ray of hope is that because of Senator Jeff Flake, the FBI is now going to conduct background checks. Yes. If there's something there mm-hmm. where he lied about his drinking, about his interaction with women, um, or anything else that they find, at that point, He's toast. Mm-hmm. Well, and I'm thinking the, the the toaster at this point is on. The bread has mm-hmm. dropped, and we're just gonna you know see. I have I do have confidence in the FBI to pull out anything that that was mm-hmm. even though he underwent six background checks. Now they know what to ask mm-hmm. that I, they I may have not have asked before. One of the most stark differences in both Doctor Ford's and Kavanaugh's testimonies were. With Dr. Ford's, you could tell when they were getting to the nitty gritties, she was trying to remember mm-hmm. the details and was very honest. And when people asked in different ways, she gave the same answer. It was consistent with Kavanaugh, with the tiny things, he lied. Like like the alumni comment in his yearbook saying how, oh, like with this woman who they said they were alumni of this woman saying how oh we were just really good friends with her but it's like no like that's obviously you guys like saying oh we like had sexual conquest with this girl we're her alumni and like if 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 this was like oh we just really liked her you would have told her mm-hmm. and they they interviewed this woman uh, i think a news organization and she's like yeah i had no idea about this and like i'm like that's not what he said is not true like that comment was obviously them taking pride in sexual activities with me and it's like like the tiny things Kavanaugh 
lied and dodged. Like, how many beers did you Wait usually a minute, drink? are you saying you don't believe he likes beer? Oh, no, no, no. He I, likes beer. I believe he likes beer. He really beer. likes beer. But he the really fact likes is, beer. He, he, when, when they asked, well, how much beers is too many beers? He's like, oh, fudge. <laughs> like, I, I, because he knew that if he gave a number that they could then go and ask people, well, how many beers did he drink? And we go, yeah, no, he drank way more than that. Yeah. yeah. Like, and then it was amazing because with with uh, with Klobuchar, he said, "Well, how many? How many? Oh my yeah, gosh! Do you that black made me out? so yeah. mad. How many beers do you, have you ever blacked out? How many? Literally." And then, he, so he gets, and then he gets mad and it's like, oh, well, you're not showing very good temperament there, buddy. The, I mean, the thing it's like, is, it's like... You're supposed to be Supreme Court for, justice. Come on. Yeah, and he asked, he, asked, he asked Senator Whitehouse the same thing. You know, don't you, do you like... I'm curious what kind of things... What do you like, like to drink? And how, it was like, how, how many beers do you have before you came to Congress? <laughs> Senate today. How privileged do you need to feel that you can backtalk yeah, the yeah. Senate? How privileged do you need to be? Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. <sighs> well, I'm really hoping that one of the things that, and this is a little off the, the mark here, but I'm really and truly hoping that one of the results of this is that the Me Too movement and, mm. and women who have suffered sexual assault uh, of one kind or another will be more believed. I... I can't. Th- so, with the in America, um, there's a hotline for yes. rape um, victims. And over the last week, yes. before 200% the 200% spike, no, no, on the day of the hearing, it was yeah. a 207% spike of people calling in. The previous week was like a 57% spike. Mm-hmm. And so, it has been raising a lot of awareness for women who think that, because, like, for me personally, growing up, it. There were so many times where I told people about, um, like, sexual assault. And it was just like, oh, whatever. We'll, like, ground them for a day. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, so, in our culture, it's very much minimized. And women are taught that there's no point. Like, nothing will happen. So Uh, why even tell anyone? The more women who get into government... Yeah. In, in, in the next year or two, the more women that come in, the more this is going mm-hmm. to work in, yeah. in our favor. Uh, just one last thing before we move on there. Uh, there was a um, Fox News, uh, Chris Wallace. He's a conservative uh, guy. And I, 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 was ju- I was just amazed by his answer because, first of all, he was one of the guys on Fox News to basically say, this is devastating for the Republicans. For, for him is. to say that to begin with, to say that. It is. It, it's amazing. And he says, she's incredibly credible. And then he tells a story about his own daughters after this came to him and told him stories that he had no idea about that what happened to them in high school. Mm-hmm. So the idea that, you know, oh, why did she wait 30 years to tell this story because she's got some kind of revenge or something or some kind of something to gain? No, no, it's not that at all. It, it happens. It's very frequent. It's a, it's, it's mm-hmm. kind of a shame that, you know, women. a lot of women hold on to these secrets and they well, really shouldn't. And, but and, it's because of shame. And it's turned around on us. It's like, oh, well, you shouldn't have done this. You yes, shouldn't exactly. have worn that. You shouldn't have drank that. It's not like, oh, my gosh. I it's, like, it's like if you're driving perfectly, but someone else comes and rant, T-bones you and and if everyone was like, oh, well, it doesn't matter what that person did. You shouldn't have been driving. Yeah. You shouldn't have been driving that car. Why did you leave five minutes early? Like, like, if, like, when it should be like, well, you did nothing wrong. Yeah. This other person fucked up. Excuse my language. 
But it's like... I can understand why you'd be reticent to get back into a car after that. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> what, what is the statistic? Is it one in five or one in three? One in three. One, one in three, three women and one so in six men. Of the three women sitting in this room, at least one of us has a story that they've never told. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. I do. <laughs> I could tell you the story about... And probably was, never will. How I was sexually grope by myself. <laughs> anyway You're breaking on. down the moment, Kevin <laughs> My dear Nancy, you got a top ten for us? Why not? <laughs> Why not? Alrighty, this is kind of an uplifting one We need, no, a, little, we need, we need, we need a little, little we up, need some uplifting one This is from the U.S. News and World Report And it has to do with the best places to raise kids. America! And this is from this this year. So according to U.S. News and World Reports, the annual, they do this annually, best countries ranking. So we'll start with number 10 and go from there. And I'm not going to tell you in advance if any of the countries that we know in North America are on or off. I I don't think many in North America. I think it's going to be a lot of Scandinavia, like Denmark. I'm voting Denmark number one. Okay, number 10. Okay, and they they look at uh, the following eight attributes. Care for human rights, family-friendly, gender equality, Happiness, income equality, level of safety, <laughs> yeah, well-developed public education system, not and well-developed healthcare system. Not also, America. not America. So, yeah, so that's pretty. That's that's a pretty fair. I think Canada's going to be in the top. 10. I yeah. I think it might be like nine. Yeah, nine or eight. Somewhere okay, right. we're Let's always do number happy, ten. But... Number ten is Austria. Oh, interesting. And Austria is also in the top ten best countries for headquartering a corporation and transparency. Ooh, I do love Austria. It's okay. a gorgeous country. Number nine, Australia. Of course. Oh, okay. And they're also in the top ten countries for cultural influence, most modern, quality of life, most forward-looking, best country to headquarter a corporation, retiring comfortably, traveling alone, green living, investing in education women, and best countries overall. Hmm. Let's all move. We're no, no, no. We're not moving to oh, Australia. No, but we can have a, no. a, a summer cottage. To raise cottager. our children. We can no. have a summer cottage. Why? Do you know how hot? It is yeah, Australia? that's true. That's true. <laughs> they had to create a new color on their heat scale because it got in the fifties. Okay, well then we're no. forced. Yeah, but that's okay. Well then we're forced mm-hmm. to move on. We're not moving to Australia. No, Norway. We're moving on. We're moving to Number Norway. Number eight. <laughs> how about New Zealand? Yay! Yay! Okay. No. New Zealand. No, you guys are way too enthusiastic about an island. Yeah, okay. New Zealand is the most gorgeous country on this planet. Hello, have you watched Lord of the Rings? Uh, okay. I think Canada's got as much. Uh, no, New, anyway. New Zealand is like a tiny microcosm of Canada. It's gorgeous. It's okay. all BC, except in a country. They are also in the top ten for traveling alone, adventure, retiring comfortably, most modern, and quality okay, of life. Okay, that's where I'm moving. That's a contender. <laughs> <Yep>. Okay. <laughs> Moving on, keeping that in mind, yeah. and then moving on, number seven, Switzerland. Of course. Oh. Also in the top ten for a whole bunch of stuff. Business-friendly, cultural influence, modern entrepreneurship, quality of life, starting a business, and on and on and on and on, retiring comfortably, education, women, and best one of the best countries overall. Oh, yeah, nice. Swiss women, absolutely. Yeah, there mm. we go. So, <laughs> number six 
is the Netherlands. Of course. They're also in the top 10 for business-friendly entrepreneurs, most modern quality of life, all of the things that we mentioned before. Mm-hmm. And the Netherlands is number six, and Good they're job, right up there. Okay, number five is a country that you might have heard of. You Canada? know, every now and then it's in the in the news called Canada. Yeah, we just kicked they, New Zealand's ass. They, yeah, Netherlands. And they are they are number five for Go all of this. So maybe we're not moving to no, Australia no, no, or Switzerland. No, we're not moving. Well, the, we'll the, have a summer home the there. The reason I like New Zealand is because um because you want to be a hobbit. No, but they're they're I love the what's it called. Uh, scenery. They're, they have the most gorgeous mountain ranges on the south coast. Oh, it's like mm, beautiful. Number four, who? Let's see. On this list, number four, Finland. Oh uh, yeah. Now, number three, Norway. All the Scandinavians. Do we see where we're going with the top five? <laughs> I still, yeah. I still think Finland Denmark's and Norway win. number three. Number I three. still think what Denmark's going to win. Two, heaven. Sweden. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So close. yeah, heaven. <laughs> okay, close. so by process of elimination, Denmark. what's number one? Denmark. Absolutely. Oh yeah, I guessed it from the beginning. I'm seeing a trend in these yeah. countries. Yeah, it seems these quote unquote socialist no, you countries. You don't understand for raising kids. Okay, Denmark, they don't have prom. They have like a year. Your last year, you get a bus. And you vamp out this bus, and it's a party bus. And you literally go drinking with your friends in this bus. I want that. No, it's it's amazing. It's wonderful. I've been to Denmark many, many, many years ago. But the attitude... attitude, (laughs) Where haven't you been, Nancy? Several places I haven't. Mostly because I don't want to go. But no, there are a lot of places I haven't. But the attitude, the the general Mm -hmm. outlook of the people in Denmark, because they have a very strong social system. Mm -hmm. They've got so many safety nets, you know, but... You it's know, a, it's, it's a great country, and I, people are great. If people were to ask me to move to another country, I would, I would really have to find something incredible for me to move away from this country, from Canada, because it really is a good country. I do love Canada. But yes, so a place like Norway or Denmark, yep. I would be tempted. And it's Denmark, super so cool. it's a ser- actually it's a series of I think three or four islands, mm-hmm. and each one has has its own character. It's a beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful place, and the people are great. It's a it's a contender if yeah, you can take absolutely. the weather because of course. You know, yep they have cold. reindeer. Plus, yeah. if you drive for a few hours, you can go to a different country. Rather here, you can drive for a few hours and find a different city. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's true. <laughs> In the same province. <laughs> yeah. Was there is there another country that you could think of that should have been on Ooh. that list that isn't? Mm, not really. the The Scandinavian ones are kind of take all the lists for good things. And they were all included. I can't really think of anybody else. Because, like, I, I find the... I would I would almost venture to try Japan. Yeah. You know, Japan is pretty modern. You know, they're very safe. They're, yeah. I mean, the only thing I can really reproach to Japan, they're, they're tad xenophobic. But besides that, I mean, it's a, pre, it's a pretty yeah. cool country. Yeah. For I, raising I, children? Well, their education system is yeah, incredible but in Japan. I find their 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 atmosphere around kids is very tense, like intense. Here's something yeah, yeah. really interesting: the countries that are listed as the best countries to raise children 
are not necessarily the countries with the best education system. Mm-hmm. And we maybe we'll do that one day. Yeah. Sounds good. Because yeah. you also want to look very at soon. like cuz in in Japan it's also very like kids aren't encouraged to go out of the mainstream. They're very much like okay, find your lot in life and stick with it and even if like it's like a desk job they aren't encouraged to like go explore and uh, adventure it's very much you're one of the bees in the hive yeah they can karate chop the desk (laughs) all right time for another brilliant moment yes it's your show oh you're not gonna finish kevin no no you're taking over now (laughs) all right i guess it's another brilliant moment brought to you by religion Uh uh-huh so guys I have figured out how I can get my hands on a new hand. Yay! You should have said how you can get a hand on a new hand. So so what's the sound (laughs) of one hand clapping? Is that it? I'm I'm, I'm clapping my chest. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are doing it all wrong. So so we're with GoFundMe and we're giving you a prosthetic. That's it? Nope. Robotic. Are you going to kill someone and steal their hand and stitch it on your own? No, we're going to do that lizard man injection in Spider-Man. <gasps> and she's going to grow or, or the one from Iron Man. Yeah. As eventual explode. But that's probably not the reason, right? Thanks. <laughs> Kirsten is sitting there with, with the smirk, she's smirk, about to kill smile us. on her face. She's, about to she's, kill us. she's got a better idea than any of this. So. I've Sorry, got Kirsten. it all figured out. All right, lay it on us, girl. So apparently... In heaven, <laughs> you have to die first. No, 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 you don't, no, you don't. <laughs> there is a warehouse of body parts. Oh, oh that sounds suspiciously oh, like a cat curve. Oh, you heard me right. Gosh, that's a cat curve. Serial moment, isn't killers it? heaven. Yeah, according to our favorite sushi lady. Oh. Apparently, it's similar to what we have on Earth. This is a lot more supernatural. Apparently, you can even see creation and creativity all over the universe in the reception desk alone. Um, what happens when someone fucks up and, like, mixes the wrong body part? Just, just, just... Here's how it works. You pray for a body part for either yourself or someone else. Yeah, I know. So unexpected. (laughs) And this sends a requisition to the warehouse where an angel is called. That's a lot of bureaucracy. Bing, bing. Hey, Bob. Yeah. Oh, it gets better. There's a requisition. Yeah. Kevin wants a bigger penis. <laughs> Sorry, we're all out of those. <laughs> Get in line. They then take it to another place that we apparently don't know about, and it gets approved and stamped, and it'll get approved and stamped for either now, when like it comes in, or for later. So How is this heaven when there is that much paperwork? <laughs> it's, a, it's a bureaucracy. I was, I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> and when this is done, the angel goes back to the warehouse, or to the back of the warehouse, and that's where all the body parts are, and they're in clear bins, not plastic, just clear bins, that float in the air. That's creepy. Oh my gosh. And it's all very organized, and let's not forget, the best part, all the parts... So do you saying there's a floating bin of penises somewhere in a warehouse in Ireland? Yeah, twitching. Another reason not to be really Who would who wants to go to this oh heaven? Oh my god. No, what no, if you need, What if you need like a new head? Does the brain have a conscience? Um, I guess they'd have to pull the bits and pieces together, but I would guess so. 
Like they're all. Kept. Or is it just like a, a bin of amygdala? No, but a, a bin of like your frontal cortex. <laughs> yeah, I mean, are all the brains thinking? Are all the mouths talking? Are all the legs they're kicking? All I mean, working. They're all. That sounds fucking terrifying. <laughs> this needs and- to be an animated feature. Then the chosen body part is then wrapped in a box. Wrapped in a box, yes. Then some unfortunate angel who did some stupid shit to end up in this job <laughs> takes it. <laughs> Good job, Carl. <laughs> Carl. <laughs> they take it and they go down to earth and they walk with this box through said person who is receiving parts. And magically, it appears in the correct spot on their body. Oh, well, I better hope so, it appears in the correct spot. So, they, so all the doctors, I mean, all the surgeons, that's it, gone. Yeah. They're, They're just out butchers, of a job. people. Apparently, it's a very, very hard process to be approved of this. Yeah. Seeing as no one's been approved so far. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so if you're on Earth, I may be preempting you, but if you're on Earth and you need a body part, you pray and then the angel comes to Earth and gives it to you? Once it goes through all of the requisitional all processes. All the bureaucracy, which can take millennia. You know, you know this, do, this do you know explains. how long it takes? Millennia. Uh, it can take a long time if you're put on the waiting list, which it kind of sounds like everybody is, so... This explains why... I'm, I'm just wondering. I'm scheduled to have my torn rotator cuff on my right shoulder operated on this month. Should I cancel and just pray? Probably um, not. Maybe if we got a... I mean, I don't want to put my orthopedic surgeon out of business, but on yeah. the other hand, if I can just You have pray, heaven insurance? I've got angel insurance. <laughs> we just have to... Heaven insurance. I guess if we get the more people praying about it, maybe it'll happen faster because there will be more requisitions in and be like, oh, this must be an awesome lady. What we you must, guys we better might, get this done. What you guys might also not know is all these angels do an internship at Home Depot first. Oh, shit. So they can have the skills to manage a warehouse in heaven. Exactly. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Oh, that, that right there explains You know what? I, I'm just picturing this long line of re- requisitions just piling up on this desk, but this one angel just doesn't give a fuck. So he's just like sitting in the corner, just like the binging, inbox, binging Netflix, just being like, "Fuck it, I don't care." So, so I guess I'm gonna. Have, are, are, are atheists eligible? Probably on not. the prayer list. I gotta. I mean, we gotta find that out. Or I mean, I guess if you pray, it just says you have to pray for it, and a requisition He's, will go in. Yeah, but you see, you have to be a preferred customer. To get the ten percent discount, so I've got to work the VIP that. service. So I've got to get my card and get it stamped with the right number of points. That's right. Yes, so. That's right. So okay. you order ten body parts to get the eleventh one free. Yeah, I got to get a loyalty card, and then it has to the nut. It has to be punched or yeah. Yeah. the X stuff. After certain points, you know, you, whenever you go to a church, you swipe in your card, <laughs> oh and God. after so many prayers, eventually they send you a letter saying, "Okay, you've accumulated these, this many points. You're, you're oh. entitled to a hand now." Oh, no. No, no, or it can be like, or it can be like when you go to like an arcade or something, you get all like the the little tickets. like co- tickets, and you say, and you, to, like, you need like a bajillion tickets to like buy the Xbox. <laughs> it's like that, and and, are and the bajillion sp- tickets is a leg. I'd be yeah, playing. And, and and are the specials? Can you get a two for one? Like Eyeballs. maybe you could get a hand and a shoulder or, or a foot. Uh, it depends. Oh. You, you might get lower grade quality. 
Like yeah. if if you don't have enough tickets, we'll get a, like a hairy hand <laughs> instead of a nice manicured one. That's right. Just a just a part match. I mean, if you, <laughs> not necessarily. The wrong color. Not necessary. Because you got to remember the angel that running this shit. He just doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> He's kind of probably laughing there, like yeah. <laughs> That's right. Because I mean, if if Kevin wanted another hand and his came out as manicured, yeah, you know. From a from a lovely fifteen well, year old. Then then he would there. realize how amazing he looked and get the other hand manicure. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> well, what if what if, what happens if you get a leg but you you know you get a shorter one? It's the one. wrong length. It's the wrong length. <laughs> then you just pray and it'll lengthen. So, then, all, so all your life you kind of running with it. So you've got to pray with measurements then. Also, does it come with a warranty? The warranty. That's right. Home. You need to <laughs> think. So. You need to know your stats, guys. Out there in the land, you got to take all your body measurements, write them down, to make sure the uh, the great. order comes in great. And I mean, it that, comes in by FedEx, too. Yeah, I mean, that poor guy, that poor angel that's doing the requisitions and they're piling up, now he's got to deal with warranties. He just doesn't So he's got to do the whole thing, what, every year or ten years or five years? I don't think he does it at they're all. They're in the back yeah. playing ping pong with an eyeball. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, like, hands the paddles. <laughs> oh, come on, Craig. You can't you can't leave me with a two-year-old's hands. <laughs> you get the, the freaking, like, massive one? This is unfair. <laughs> oh, we're evil. We're going to help this. Oh, it's okay. Sure. I've accepted my lot in life. So in the end, you can get a spare part if you're willing to pray for it. <laughs> well, that sounds... It's pray just, to play. It just... it The whole thing... Just makes so much sense. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Sorry, I just had like the best realization. I wonder if they also use it for angels as like a build a bear, <laughs> where they can like sneak in there on their like days off and be like, hey, "Look, guys, I made like this creature." <laughs> is that how Trump had such small hands? Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> oh. I guess they do that during their break. You know, just exactly. make these lovely little creatures with eighteen legs and you know five heads and oh my God, 17 just, eyeballs. Just, look guys, I made the human centipede. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm putting a stop to this. Because our, our guess is, it, it our guess is online. It can't get any better. It can't get any better. So let's, let's go to a quick pause and when we come back, we'll be talking to... <laughs> let's, don't bring that story up with Robert, okay? Whatever you do. Why? It's hilarious. <laughs> We'll be talking to Robert Stanley of the Right to Reset podcast. We'll see you. Oh, my eyes. They hurt. Hi, I'm the Supreme Irreverend Dr. Randy Tyson from the Legion of Reason Diversion. Join me and my co hosts, Christine Shelska, Twyla, and Nate Phelps, as we explore issues at the intersection of atheism, humanism, and skepticism. Topics range from alternative medicine to the interference of religion in public policy. We often have special guests to help us understand the topic du jour. Previous guests include biologist Jerry Coyne, ex-Muslim author Ali Rizvi, philosopher Peter Bogosian, and the late physicist Victor Stanger. You can watch us on the Legion of Reason YouTube channel or subscribe to the audio version through your favorite podcatcher such as iTunes or Stitcher. And don't forget to like the Legion of Reason Facebook page. children die every year before they reach the age of five. 
Any God who would allow children by the millions to suffer and die in this way either can do nothing to help them or doesn't care to. He is therefore either impotent or evil. But this to me is the, is the true horror of religion. It allows perfectly decent and sane people to believe by the billions what only lunatics could believe on their own. If you wake up tomorrow morning thinking that saying a few Latin words over your pancakes is going to turn them into the body of Elvis Presley, you have lost your mind. But if you think more or less the same thing about a cracker and the body of Jesus, you're just a Catholic. Now, if you've never heard our next guest, this is just a sample of what his podcast is like. Welcome to the Right to Reason podcast. I'm your host, Robert Stanley. Today, we're dipping our microscope into the warm, gooey center of the mind of a Trump supporter. We're going to be talking to Jeremy Montanez. He voted for Trump, but now he's changed his mind. Let's find out why. It's the Right to Reason podcast. I'm Jeremy Montanez, former CNN panelist. You're listening to The Right to Reason. It's okay to change your mind. Well, joining us online is our old friend, Robert Stanley from The Right to Reason podcast. Robert, thank you so much for joining us again at Left of the Valley. Happy to be here, sir. Well, you say that now. I'm a snazzy dresser or the dancer <laughs> thing. You're a snazzy, yeah, a snappy dresser and a snazzy dancer. Of course you are. <laughs> you know, you That's were the only actually... reason I did the show. I just, I just like hearing that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you, you were actually requested by some of our listeners. No way. Yeah, absolutely. Then those... I found out it was your wife. Oh, <laughs> I found out too late. It was your wife requesting that. I was like, All right, well, All you right. could tell her on her behalf that yes, she just have him back on. <laughs> well, you know, the funny thing is, is she she came on our, one of our Facebook group and she asked her to to become part of the group. And I had like little questions to come in, and one of the questions is, what would you like to see on the show? And <laughs> she asked was, for more. So you Robert weren't, you weren't even like joking, like <laughs> no, I wasn't joking. It's actually true. <laughs> actually, wow. actually, didn't she suggest that we actually get him to move up here? <laughs> By himself? I'm not sure the world is ready for that. <laughs> you, you, push, you probably would like a day off, though. Yeah. If you guys haven't heard, Robert Stanley is the host of the Right to Reason podcast. And since he's become a good friend, and of course, there's a huge bromance between me and Robert for sure. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm, I, I got a semi for you right now. <laughs> Always, always fun to have you on. One of these days, we are going to meet face to face. I just know it's going to happen. Yeah, you guys can have me up there, and we can we can talk about a gaggle of moose or whatever. Exactly. There we go. We can teach you how to build. Or an Congress of baboon. Yeah, that's right. We'll just teach them about <laughs> Canadian fine art. <laughs> teach you how to build an igloo. All right, Robert. Uh, for maybe some of our listeners that didn't catch the first uh, show with you, maybe you'd be so kind to give us a bio of who Robert Stanley and the Right to Reason podcast is. Well, I can't talk about my history in the CIA. That's all confidential. <laughs> no, but yeah, I can nice. discuss my podcasting career. But about a year and a half ago, I guess I started with the Right to Reason podcast that you can find at the Right to Reason dot com right. or Patreon dot com forward slash Right. But uh, did I say that like I'm like the radio voice? I say it so many times. I just I it's it like it's trained. It's like a, a muscle memory in your brain where you just say it the same way over and over. But anyway, um, but yeah, I just I have uh, 
theists on the show, and we'll do debates. We'll do political debates. I had a racist fascist yeah, recently. That was a hard episode was, to get through. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it was very difficult to. Uh, that, I mean, it that one, that one, it it really had a negative effect on me after. After the recording, I was just bummed well, out. I want to get into knocking that. back whiskeys because you you've been doing these kind of shows lately. I mean, you, you had us on the show. You had you know, you're usually pretty uh, lighthearted and everything. But uh, lately, you've been doing some shows that are pretty, I would say, hard hitting. Uh, and, and you know, they really make you think. And I really applaud you for doing that. And uh, that was one of them where you actually brought one of your most recent shows. You brought on a, a gentleman who's actually a, a racist and a, and you know and. and like a pro-Hitler Nazi guy. Yeah, exactly. What the fuck? Well, that was my first question. What the hell, Robert? I mean, is, are you are you doing this because you figure that we need to talk about these subjects? Or do you feel that maybe yeah, a lot of people would I, say, you know, you, you're giving them exposure. Maybe that's not such a great thing. The very, very fair question. I really debated that. Is, is, it, good, is it a good idea to give that kind of hateful speech a platform? Mm -hmm. But... Ever since Trump, and, and we all remember Tiki Torches in Charlottesville, yeah. and there's this thing is growing. So we can, yeah, I think it's one thing to say, um, you know, let's, let, should we talk to a pedophile and then let that pedophile promote his book or his website or something? And now this becomes a connection hub to other creeps out there that want to use that to, to and, and, you know, at that point it's like, well, hold on, this, I don't want to offer my platform to you to spread this kind of junk but what if like this pedophile thing was taken over kind of like the catholic churches you know what i mean where it's like the it's just it, it seems to be in our politics it seems to be just just growing in popularity maybe we should be talking about it at that point because this is a a, a conscious threat that needs to be addressed and that that was my intentions mm -hmm. hmm. and i also think with in america that so many people don't realize it's coming back and they'll like deny because like up here i have a sister who thinks like racism is over and <laughs> no one's racist anymore so it's like i find sometimes shining a light on the fact that yes there are still people who 100 percent think like there are lesser races like they still exist and they're teaching their children that I think it really depends on the uh, on the uh, the topic as well because a lot of people, for example, say uh, if we're going to go into politics, let's talk about Donald Trump. A lot of people, I we I even had a message this week about a gentleman saying, you know, uh, the more exposure you give to Donald Trump, the more power you give him in a way. Mm. It'd be better if we actually ignored him Not altogether. Not necessarily. He already so, has power. Well, no, I don't mean I don't mean necessarily power as you know as political power, but th this is exactly what he wants. Well, I think there I think there's a difference um, between exposure and enlightened dialogue mm -hmm. when you have somebody who has views that are hateful or you know spread um, a, a lot of dissent and so forth and you give that person just a blank mic just an open mic and say go ahead tell us about your website tell and, and it's just 50 minutes of that person talking now you're 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 promoting that person's ideas but if you challenge right. and you're in a dialogue mm -hmm. so that they can state you know yeah white supremacists are are the best and and people of color are the worst you have a chance to challenge now you're you you're adding a voice 
for the average person to say, oh, well, that's their idea, but oh, that's why it's wrong. Mm-hmm. That's why, and perhaps you're, you're helping somebody understand uh, a, a point of view and being able to um, uh, have that kind of dialogue with others who they might know that spout the same kind of crap. Mm-hmm. At least you can come back and say, yes, but... Not that they might, but you're at least giving giving both both sides uh, mm-hmm. and, and more weight to to the um, you know to the intelligent side rather than to the other. Do you, do you think that has a has a point, Robert? Uh, yeah, I th- I think that's a really good dichotomy that you're that you're presenting there, where you know there, there's just the open forum. Let's just let you have the space and time and give you our undivided attention, despite what you're saying is being you know a horrible thing. Mm-hmm. And then there's the, no, we're going to confront you and expose you for what you are. And I'd like to think that it was successful. I mean, it, 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 by the end of the podcast, you, you didn't just hear somebody who's trying to present themselves as, you know, an intellectual, honest of evolution and, and this Murray's uh, uh, bell curve bullshit and all that, you know. But by the, by the one hour in, you go, you know, this is just another conspiracy theorist. He's just like a flat earther. He's denying the Holocaust. He's, he thinks Jews are responsible for 9-11. He thinks that well, he's smarter than a black guy just because of the color of his skin. I mean, it, what a ridiculous fucking idiot! And I think that's that's the message that came out. Unfortunately, it was just this morning I got a little ding. I never read my YouTube comments. I, I learned very early on that only yeah. psychopaths <laughs> comment on YouTube. But anyway, but I, I just got a comment just this morning that said I agree with Jimmy. Jimmy being the guest that was on the the fascist episode, and. That, you know, just that alone. And I know it's just one random YouTube comment. Who cares? You know, we're, we're all trying to trudge through the, the uh, marketplace of ideas together, and, and you, you get some crazy stuff out there. But just that little comment just made me think, like, I don't know. Was well, it the right thing to do? Well, think, I'm not sure. Remember what you just said? Only psychopaths comment on YouTube. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I have to commend you, Robert, because I listened to that episode twice. Uh, and really, the, the, the poise... That you showed, and you know the the you were very respectful and really calm, and at the end you were almost encouraging. You know, so now you were really wagging your finger at the guy, but I thought you you demonstrated a lot of class. If I gotta say it that, blew, it, well, thanks, man. It, it, it blew my mind, and it wasn't even like a, a bulleted point question. It just it just happened organically through the conversation. But whenever I asked him if your wife turned black overnight, yeah. Yeah. would you still love her? And the guy goes silent, you know, like he, like he really, you could tell he was thinking, he just sat there in silence and I didn't even truncate silence on it. I didn't edit it out. I just left it like that. Cause I'm like, it's important. listen, listen to the, the loudness of his silence right now. Mm-hmm. And then unfortunately, uh, it broke my heart, man. When he goes, yeah, I, I, I would leave her. I'd leave her and the child inside her. I actually don't believe that for a second. The way he, the way he hesitated to answer that, I think he just wanted to save face at that point. Yeah, he's he's got a lot of hateful little white buddies that he was afraid would hear that and exactly. and and call him, mm-hmm. you know what they call him. So yeah, is there is there a, uh, is this a new direction you're taking the right to reason into? Are uh, you gonna maybe start doing some uh, much more serious shows? Or are you gonna stick well, with some of the wackiness I, like we did? The whole Kavanaugh things got me got oh, me really <laughs> really fucked up, man. Um, and I, I was thinking, uh, are you uh, ready to gonna, apologize for your country at this point, Robert? Uh, that might be appropriate yeah but i was thinking what what we should do is an episode on 
on sexual abuse. We, we covered real quickly with um, uh, uh, Holy Kool-Aid and, and Here in Hell podcast, uh, Thomas Westbrook, the sex abuse scandal yes. but with the Catholic Church. But I was thinking maybe we should just have on uh, Dr. Caleb Lack from um, Secular Therapist Project and Sharon Frankel. Um from habeas humor she's a she's a lawyer and uh matthew maxson from odd atheist friends even deborah mctaggart from uh beyond the trailer park and uh some people here are going to be offering legal opinions some are going to be offering psychological experience you know experience as a therapist how how to get through these kind of things and then some of the people are going to be victims themselves sharing their message and and having a lot of courage so i guess things are getting a little serious i i I would like to goof off in the near future I, i got a uh I got a Muslim named Kenny the Muslim. Kenny the Muslim. And, uh, yeah, like Kenny the Muslim. Man. He's a he's a nice guy. I was about to say something bad about him. He's a nice guy, but it, it's it's a lighter debate. It's not as heavy as some of that stuff in the past, where you know this guy he's going to be hitting you with the you know uh, a Bayesian theorem of of how to you know like Blake Juta you know style stuff. But he, it's more like he just he he just says, well, come on, look, here's what the Quran says. Isn't that beautiful? And it's like, no, it's not. And then. <laughs> It, unfortunately, he does get a little serious toward toward the end of the conversation because he starts supporting how Muhammad was a pedophile and Oy. yeah, the fun the fun's over at that point. And that yeah. that's actually the only debate I've ever had where I had to shut it off because I said, "Look, I'm getting I'm getting too upset, man. I, I cannot just sit here and listen to this bullshit." And so it, it really started out lighthearted. Uh, obviously, all of his points are stuff that if you if you were an atheist for a week you listen to one chris hitchens <laughs> debate you destroy this guy overnight i mean no problem but then by the end of it i, I guess maybe things are getting a little serious i don't know i'm not getting serious i'm still a goofball i just i think well, the world's getting fucked I, up man. i was about to say i think the world's just realizing how serious this issue is yeah yeah exactly and like yeah. i said I, I i'm still commending you for, for for keeping it really classy and calm because <laughs> i'm listening to your podcast and i'm screaming at the radio i was what you fucking kidding me <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm thinking no, calm, cool, collected. Robert's handling this, you know. But uh, you know, kudos to you, man, for for being so uh, mm-hmm. a cool cucumber on the fire like that. Yeah, well, I was high, so there's that. <laughs> no, I think I I think the the planning of having your having your show on um, sexual abuse is, is one that's really needed. I think you'll do justice to it. The, your guests sound brilliant, and um, it, the timing is good. So I, I hope you're not just considering it. I hope it's in the works and you're doing it. Yeah. In the works, in the works, yeah. We've, we've got go. a couple people already lined up. Uh, others are, are still scheduling, so we're going to try to put that together. i gotta, I got to be honest, as much as... I really want to address this topic, especially right now, as women are probably very discouraged after what they saw with the Kavanaugh hearing and the fact that they're they're still going to go through with it. They're, they're handing it over to the Senate to see if they'll go ahead and you get really, them appointed. You really they're think women doing are discouraged? FBI investigation first. Well, we were talking we were talking about this earlier, and you'll hear it when you when you listen to the podcast. Yes, sex during the podcast when we yeah. please that podcast. Yeah, <laughs> us that all. Well, not if it's like a sex abuse episode. <laughs> But we, we you know, things would probably go limp right around there. But, the conversation know, we, might dry up a yeah. little. Yeah, well, we we were talking about the fact that now there's an FBI that we were discouraged um, when when Christina Ford gave her testimony on Thursday. But since there is going to be an FBI, um, there's a feeling that um, she is being mm-hmm. taken seriously, well, which uh, which will probably hopefully yeah. you know start start to help other and, other women. 
for me personally, I I was discouraged for the government, but just seeing Dr. Ford come forward with the poison strength she did, I think mm-hmm. will be a ripple effect, hopefully, to show a lot of other women who have gone through similar things that, yes, men might not understand yet. They might not think what they've done is wrong but there are people starting to listen robert can i ask you a personal question yeah yeah uh, I'm, I'm still recovering from that, that, that last day but i, I think I, that's really encouraging what you guys are saying and maybe i'm looking at it in a negative way like i can't even believe it got this far that, that they still are going to you know, allow the appointment. But you're right. You're right. That, that's that's a really good, great point. Well, you have but to, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Please go ahead with your question. Yeah. The, 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 when when you think about Anita Hill in 1991, 1992 marked more women in Congress than ever before. It was the start of the Me Too movement moving extremely slowly. But this midterms, and I'm thinking. After that, more women, I, I'm almost positive, are going to get into politics. And the more women there are, the more optimistic we can be yeah. that the tide will turn in, in, in the favor of women being believed and honored and mm-hmm. um, the, the, the less they will be re-victimized when they mm-hmm. come forward. Yeah. Well, you're, not, you're not equally represented in the United States. You're just not. And and our, our whole founding of the country, you know, was, well, what's this taxation? Was that representation? Well, women are paying their fair share. Mm-hmm. They're going to work more now than they ever have in, in our history. And they're, they're not equally represented. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I would really love to see that, Nancy. I think that'd be great. How, how much are we loving Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez? She's <laughs> fucking kicking ass. Yeah, she is. Yep. Uh, Robert, uh, I, 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 you don't have to answer if you don't want to, uh, but you just uh, you mentioned you, your wife and your daughter. Uh, she's thirteen. Um, do are they following this? And if 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 not, how do you tell them about these events? How how do you inform, especially your daughter, about what's going on? Because this uh, this could affect her future profoundly. Um, I was cooking dinner and just kind of threw the comment out there and I don't even know if she was really listening because she is 13. <laughs> I, I, I mentioned something about a guy running to be a Supreme Court justice and then I thought, well, now i got to explain what Supreme Court justice does and, you know, what what the role of, of the, uh, uh, that, that is, you know. And it, so, it was, it was a little bit heavy for her. She's, she's sharp as a tack, but the, the, all the different, levels that we'd have to get into i just kind of threw it out there softly but for the wife she's been following it more closely than i have and she's fucking pissed Understandable. Uh, and to, to the point where we'll we'll be talking and i'm like well you know technically there is no way to know for sure and she just like, <laughs> Roar! you know and, and i'm like whoa, 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 no, no i'm saying that knowledge is a subset of belief and whenever we're dealing with logic honey she's just like Roar! you know so i mean she's she's a sweetheart I'm, I'm making her out to be kind of like a bee about it but anybody but, wants i mean she is angry she's very upset and and justifiably so if anybody wants to send something to robert uh, mail it to the doghouse <laughs> Right beside his house there, because that's where he's been residing for the past couple yeah. of days. Well, <laughs> Nancy on the third floor. Well, your, your daughter is at the age where the, the boys her age are are just getting to the point that 
you know, they're thinking about girls and maybe learning a little bit about sex. So even though she's not at the age where she can, you know, grasp everything that's going on with, with Kavanaugh and, 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 you know, that part of it, she's going to be able to understand, you know, what her role is or can be as compared compared to, to, to the boys. And she could get hit on in the next couple oh, of years sure. as well. She's 13. Uh, I'm sure yeah. it's happened yeah. already. <laughs> it may have happened already. So that's the level, no, that's the level where you... <laughs> it has happened? No, I was, I was okay. being overly... Like, no, no, no. Yeah. But, yeah. No, you're right. You're right, though. I mean, that's, that's the level where, where you are really, in terms of parents. It's really depressing when you realize how young girls start getting sexualized like the first time i was like out on in town and like followed Mm -hmm. and like i'm pretty sure if i was alone the dude probably would have raped me i was 14 wow jesus and like i knew this guy was following me because he kept looking at me and smiling and when i got off the bus he got off after me but i was with an older sister Mm. and he didn't realize i was with my older sister and then we went one way and he went the other way and kept looking back at me Mm. And I was 14. See, and that wasn't even the first sexual encounter I'd had. Like, by then, I had had, like, six. Jesus. The, the crazy thing is, I don't think men have any concept of what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. And, and because, I, I remember, because I, uh, I do night classes uh, pretty regularly, and I was leaving my uh, poli-sci class, and it, it ends at 9 p.m. It goes 6 to 9. Ugh, three hours of that <laughs> it's not fun but anyway and but i'm leaving and i i didn't get my little tag that you have to get to be able to park in the close parking lot you know so long story short i have to walk a long ways or pay them the ten dollars for the late fee i refuse to do that i'm a cheapskate so i walk it every time anyway i'm just petty so i i, I called the wife because it was just just at the beginning of this kavanaugh thing was the last time i was at class and i call the wife and i say uh you know what i'm 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 walking through three different parking lots in the dark. There's nobody around, and I feel totally fine. I'm whistling Dixie. Yep. I would and literally I said, have, I have like no idea on my phone. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm going to die. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So you know where to and find I, and I was body. just saying to her because we we had just been talking about the Kavanaugh thing, and I just said, "Honey, I have no idea what your life is like." Just in regular stuff like walking in a parking lot. I, I and anybody that says, "Well, you know, come on, there's no male privilege." What do you? Are you fucking nuts? Just that alone. Literally, that's, that's a privilege that I have. I am exhausting a little less energy into having to worry about being in, raped. In the middle of the day, I make sure if I'm like walking by a van or something that like yeah. I'm not super close see, and there's see, other people around. I think I think Robert's got a great point. I think a lot of guys don't realize how foreign that is because a lot of women live in a constant world of fear. And you can see that by the body language when they're walking down the street. You know, they'll often have their arms crossed, which is, of course, a big symbol of, you know, staying on the inside and stuff like yeah. that. And uh, uh, Robert's absolutely right. I, I'm, or, I'm a fairly big guy. Or we have the bitch walk. There's yeah. also the mm-hmm. talk that's like, get the fuck away from me. Yeah. I'll beat the shit out of you. And yeah. the way to do that, sorry to cut you off here, Kevin, <laughs> is look, have in mind, You're murdering I'm going someone. to kill somebody and walk. Yeah. Nobody will bother about, you. Think about the energy you're investing. Yeah. That's yeah. negative energy. 
Absolutely. You know, like I'm not trying to get all like like a uh, David Avocado Wolf yeah. Crystal stuff. I'm just saying there's there's you, positive like, uses of energy and negative. Yeah, totally. And this is something Absolutely. that you're having to do. You're not yeah. thinking about dancing in a field of daisies. You're thinking, no. what murder weapon am I using? And, and, Who am I stabbing? And that, that to me is amazing because I, I'm a fairly big guy, and I know right now I uh, I start work often very very early in the morning. I could walk in across town half naked if I wanted to, and I have no I I have no compulsion whatsoever that somebody's gonna jump me, unless it's a guy of of like twenty guys. And I say, okay, maybe then I have this situation. But aside that, that never ever ever crosses my mind. Yeah. But to be in the, the the skin of a woman that is especially a small woman if she's not very big, uh, to be constantly in fear like that is just absolutely astounding to me. My my daughter is about my size, which is like four eleven and a half, five five feet. And when she was, yeah, um, you know, kung fu. Yeah, she was when she was, I think, eleven. She and her her brother. I have three children, so she and her, her the middle son both went into Taekwondo, mm. and um, for for different reasons, but I wanted my daughter to be able to understand that she had power yeah. and mm-hmm. that she wasn't defenseless and that she could have confidence. Not that if somebody, you know, a, a big guy that's going mm-hmm. to come near her, she's not going to be 100% protected because of it, but at least she'd have some idea of where to strike and what to do yeah. and how to defend herself. And she did really well. She got to brown belt. Nice. And it was as much of a, a sense of confidence for her yeah. and a sense of a, a little peace for me mm-hmm. that when she went out on a date or she was driving the car here or there, that chances were mm-hmm. that she would, you know, at least have the presence of mind to mm-hmm. know what to do. Yeah. It was a great, in, it was a great investment. I mean, she's not an aggressive person at all, and she's, it's not anything that she would use, you know, to show off, mm-hmm. but it, it was Mm-hmm. One way to help her, you know, um, cope with with yeah. some unpleasantness. And, like for, ever for myself, another re- thing looking back at it, this ridiculous that I did, um, is I I was terrified of being raped, and when I was eighteen, I got my doctor to get me on birth control. I wasn't sexually active, didn't have a boyfriend, but I was terrified of being raped and getting pregnant from it. Like, I, I had no other reason to be on birth control. But I just, like, I couldn't, like, in my brain, I'm like, I might be raped. And I don't want a baby. Because <laughs> at mm. the time, I, like, I abortion wasn't really a thing that I was... Well, anyway, we're kind of diverting here because we're supposed to be talking to Robert and his show. And yeah. we're talking about everything but that so far. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's so real, though. They're, yeah, they're, they're important I, messages. I get it. Uh, Robert, um... Like you said, we, you, you've gone to something a bit uh, more, uh, more, more serious with your show. Are there topics you would really not want to get into? Is it, where, where's your limit? Would you, where do you feel you don't want to? There's something you don't even want. Yeah, to I mean, I guess like what I referenced when I was just trying to do an analogy of what would be appropriate platforms as, as opposed to inappropriate platforms. Like like Nancy was saying, you know, anything, anything, kid stuff. I just don't want to fuck with it. Yeah. You know, so mm-hmm. so that uh, I don't. That that would probably be a, a level I, I wouldn't want to go to. I was speaking to uh, my uh, criminology professor because uh, uh, for for my degree, criminal justice is, is kind of a part you have to you have to have a some experience you know with classes in. And uh, I was speaking to him, and he said he might he might be able to get it set up for me to go to the local penitentiary 
and speak to some people that are actual serial killers Whoa. and try to understand what 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 makes someone think that way and what do we have in common what do we have that's different to try to get maybe maybe a litmus test for the listener to say wow these these are thoughts that I've had potentially or you know maybe maybe it's okay to have those thoughts maybe it's the action and where do we draw the ethical line so that's that that might cool. be a future project uh, Interesting. Do you, do you feel that uh, being a U.S. citizen, that maybe the uh, incarceration system in the U.S. is is one that functions very well, or do you feel that maybe you guys could improve that system? Yeah, it sucks. It's horrible. But I mean, we've gone to private prison, and and our capitalist agenda here, which you know now you're putting a price on people. Yeah. And it's a it it just it really confirms you know, you talk to any any. Uh, a black guy in America, and he'll tell you, "Oh yeah, the the modern justice system is you know just kind of something that kind of grew out of those Jim Crow ways, out of out of that slavery style." And now we're actually putting a price once again, a price on enslaving other people. And you know th these private prisons use their uh, their prisoners to do labor yes. uh, for the state, which I, I'm not saying that's necessarily a bad thing, but I think they should be paid a wage. But, but whether whether or not that's uh, a, an appropriate use of, of prisoners' time, just the fact that it's a private industry doing it, there's no way that you can have um, any any kind of ethical explanation for that. It's going to go it's going to go badly, you know. So that's that's really unfortunate. Yeah, private companies have also known to take advantage of uh, prison labor to. Do cutbacks in their own yeah. employees and employee uh, pr prison labor. I, I, I've, al I've always wondered, as a Canadian, you know, as soon as I step into the states, because apparently I'm this scary-looking guy, as soon as a police officer pulls me over, the first thing he asks me, is, he says, "Sir, have you ever been to prison?" And really? I said, "Yeah, it's the first thing he asked me." And I said, "Well, no." And he says, "Are you sure?" <laughs> I think I'd remember that. <laughs> well, this is what he tells him. He says, well, "Is this like an American thing? Everybody goes to jail once? What is this? No, <laughs> of course not." Wow. But it's it's right away, right off the bat. It's the two questions they ask me right off the bat. I yeah, know. I get that also. Yeah, yeah. That's right. I've never been to prison. I've been to jail a bunch. <laughs> no, really. For protesting. So, you're talking like local jail as opposed to penitentiary. No, prison. for protesting. Yeah, yeah. Like I've I've never I've never been to any kind of federal institution. But I when I, I was in my early twenties, I goofed off a lot, and uh, I even went to jail. I, I I on my record, I have a weapons charge and an assault charge. As crazy as that sounds, but both of them are like not really that bad, which is typically point, like, what the criminal would say. But... From Robert Stanley and the Right to Reason podcast. Well, no, one time I got I got pulled over, and the the cop said, "Do you have any uh, weapons on you?" And I'm like, "Oh, well, you know, nothing other than my knife. I, I keep I keep a knife with me at all times, you know, just for my own protection." He says, uh, "Do you mind if I see it?" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure." And he's like, "Don't put your hand in your pocket," you know, like he's like oh totally got God. all weird. I'm like, "Oh, easy, bro. You know, I'm just." Uh, well, guy in Texas, I'm a good old country boy. I keep a knife in my pocket. What are we supposed? You know, you got to pick up the southern accent depending yeah. on the kind of hat the police officer is wearing. If it's a cowboy hat, you got to be like, "Gosh darn it, buddy, let me tell you something." <laughs> you got it. So, so uh, yeah, he reaches in my pocket, pulls out. It's a butterfly knife, and he's like, "Why do you have this gang-affiliated weapon uh, that opens with centrifugal force?" And I'm like, "Centrifugal force, yeah, dude! You have to swing it. Like it's just, it's just a knife. I can, I can get to it quickly if I need to." And he goes, yeah, well, you ain't getting to it right now. You're going to jail. Wow, oh, for a butterfly yeah. knife? Wow. You, it, it probably in, be in the state of Texas, you can carry, I, I, I got an AK-47. You can carry an AK-47 in your car loaded. 
with one in the fucking chamber and the safety off, and that's totally legal. But you can't have a butterfly knife. Wow. You know, it's like that story we did last week of the guy oh, who ended you, up Erica. shooting in church. Thank you, NRA. There just doesn't happen <laughs> to be a, a knife uh, equivalent to NRA. Yeah, oh. no kidding. See, I've never been to the States. I really don't want to go. I'm kind of terrified to go. <laughs> <laughs> don't blame me. Well, you won't get stabbed. That's really illegal. So that's good. <laughs> no, I might get you shot. shot. You, yeah, you'll get shot a you lot. Also you you will choke. be turned into Swiss you, cheese for sure, but you, no stabbing. We're good. You also won't choke on a Kinder Egg. <laughs> and the uh, the other one was a, uh, well, I'm just, I'm just, I'm airing some stuff today. We're getting real. Go for it. We're getting real at the Left at the Valley podcast. This is where <laughs> things happen. Anyway, but yeah, the other one was uh, just kind of a good old boy fight. Uh, I was with this girl. She cheated on me, and I went and beat up the guy she cheated on me with. And it was wrong. It was the wrong thing to do. It wasn't his fault. I was I was young. I think I was like nineteen or something. And uh, yeah, but we were young and foolish back then, Robert. You know, I've forgiven you since. (laughs) 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 She she had a lot of good things to say about you, Kev. I'll I'll give you that. (laughs) No, I would never. But yeah, I mean, it wasn't that bad. Like, like you hear that and you go, mm-hmm. "Wow, a weapons charge and assault charge. This guy's a fucking animal." It's like, well, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, you have to. It's a, the fact that you have to start explaining it, which kind of becomes a bit of a burden, right? It's yeah. Like, and the, yeah. The funny thing is, when you said it, and, and as I was responding to you, the first thing I thought of was it was because you were involved in some kind of a protest march of some kind. That, so there I saw you as standing up for your rights and free speech and, you know, doing your, you know, b- after you did your deconversion and all that kind of stuff. He just sounds and, like a good know, boy. He's not. Yeah. He's beating up people in yeah. the background. That's yeah, what I'm just, I'm just a dude. But, you know, th- to bring it full circle, though, is when it, like, I've heard senator after senator after senator be like, well, come on, he's, Kavanaugh, he was just a, a young guy. Boys will be boys and that sort of thing. Yeah. And I think that 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 applies to certain stuff. Like, well, he got he got into a fight on the school bus. Or even even the way the Democrats were questioning him about, you know, where, where you're getting drunk and like we're all laughing about how you know look at this guy he's a drunk and he's like I drink beer I like beer I still drink beer and that's a big joke but honestly the, some of that shit's just that is just regular shit who gives a fuck but the difference is rape is rape yeah. sexual assault is that's a totally different ca- category in my opinion where you know it, it's a it's something that you say well it happened a long time ago well that just means you got away with it for a long time, you yeah. son of a bitch. Exactly, exactly. I think I think the moment. Uh, speaking of Kavanaugh, I think the moment that I think there's a there's a line where we say boys will be boys up to the point where he's on top of her and he's drunk and it's hard to forgive, but you could you could be really really generous, but when he puts his hand on her mouth, that's yeah. That, that was at that point part. is that you're yeah. guilty as hell now. That's it. At that point, yeah. he's like, no, no, now you've really fucked up. So, and she even said that in her testimony. She said that was the moment that that really screwed her up. The moment that she spoke to her therapist about the most. That was the moment that she thought I could die. That that lets you know intent even more than just drunk. Because drunk is one thing, but to try to cover up your crime, yeah, that 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 means you're sober enough to recognize there it's are wrong. consequences for your actions. And she, the, the the mere fact Kamala Harris pointed this out perfectly that she brought this up to her husband years before mm-hmm. this hearing. She brought it up to her therapist years before this hearing. 
And, you know, I, I think that we, we do have to remain skeptics and we have to say, look, we don't know because we weren't there and all that. But I believe her because it sounds fairly credible. Mm-hmm. That, that seems like a really reasonable thing to say is I, I've been bringing this up. I've been dealing with this my whole life. So, yeah, I, I believe her. I don't know because we can't know. But I, I don't I don't the same just time, listen to Kavanaugh. He doesn't seem very credible to me at all. No. Well, Kavanaugh seems like a cover up kind of a guy. OK, so if he was drinking with Mark Judge and he went through that period, if he had said, you know, I went through a period as a teenage kid. I didn't know any better. I was showing off. Yeah, I drank a little bit, but um, I, you know, I, I turned into a decent human being. But no, he covers up and says, when I was in high school, I just paid attention to athletics, went to church. He denies yeah. that whole thing. He denies oh, the fact ooh. that he had anything when he was in in Bush's office. He denies that he had stolen documents from the Democrats. It's a yeah. matter of he covers up things that he does and doesn't admit to him. And it's that characteristic, not the drinking, but the covering up and the trying to present an image that is untruthful as to who he really was and who he is. And that goes to character. And there's no, even if you you don't look at at the, the drinking per se, you have to realize this is a lifetime habit with him to mm-hmm. cover it, to, to shove it under the rug, mm-hmm. and to assume that you're going to get away with it because you're being groomed for the Supreme Court. Um, yeah, and, and even in your former stomping grounds there, Nancy, here, here in Texas, my state, uh, Republican Senator Ted Cruz is running up against uh, Democratic candidate, a Democratic Socialist candidate, uh, Beto O'Rourke. Hey, I just, sent, I just sent in my absentee vote for Beto. I just, you know, so oh, cool. it's, it's still my state for voting. Nice. Well, one, of, one, of the, well, one of the criticisms that Cruz brings up against Beto is that when he was 16, he got a DUI. And his daddy was a judge and got it thrown out because, you know, let's even though he's on our team, that doesn't mean that there isn't such a thing as class warfare. He's a rich kid, and laws don't apply to people with money. But still, he has my support. I got a sign right in my front yard. But uh, it, it's, that was one of the claims that he brought up. Is he says, you know, what about, what about this guy? He's a drunk. All the while, hypocritically, because Cruz <laughs> is supporting Donald Trump, who said that his wife was ugly. Yeah. He even posted on Twitter a picture of Melania next to Ted Cruz's wife. You know, like like questioning his judgment and how he picked women, oh, and, and 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 trying to insult her and body shame her, and then he also accused his dad of killing Kennedy. I mean, it's 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 craziness. It to, is, but still, he, he attacked Kennedy. We know that. <laughs> yeah, but but he uh, yeah. But what what Beto said is such a contrast to what what Nancy was just pointing out, and how Kavanaugh responded to his drinking. As Beto said, you know what. I made some mistakes. Uh, I was I, I was foolish, and I was offered a second chance, and I'm trying to do the right thing with that second chance. But more importantly than me, I don't want my mistakes to condone this kind of behavior. Mm. And I would encourage young people not to blah 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 blah. He he used that, and he did it humble with, with humility, and he did it with a motive that was just beyond himself. And then you got a guy like Kavanaugh, like Nancy was saying, where. They just d- deny, 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 and it's all about 
me. I'm just a really great guy who goes to church. Yeah, exactly. So, Robert, uh, coming down the pipe there for uh, for the Right to Reason podcast, what do you got coming down the pipe? What, what can we look forward to? Because I really, really enjoy your show. I really like to listen to it, and I recommend it to everybody I talk to. So, what's coming up? Well, we got uh, yeah, we got Kenny the Muslim coming up this Sunday. We've got um, a, a, an actual former Trump supporter. He voted Donald Trump. Um, but then he, he saw how racist and horrible Trump was with Puerto Rico and that sort of thing, and he changed his mind. That's awesome. He then gets put on CNN. CNN puts him on a panel with other people, and he actually speaks his mind. He, he talks about it. His name is Jeremy Montanez, really cool guy. Wow. Uh, and then uh, everybody goes crazy because they say, oh, that's fake news. CNN's fake news. And uh, this Jeremy Montanez guy, he was already a liberal. They're just faking that he didn't actually vote for Trump. Yeah, yeah. And the right-wing nuts have come out crazy about him. You can you can YouTube it right now. In fact, if you type in the guy's name, Jeremy Montanez, it doesn't even pull up what actually happened. It pulls up a bunch of right-wing YouTube videos and blogs and all sorts of stuff, totally trying to say that the guy is fake. And and I, I I just just had him on the show and the episode releases this Sunday, but uh, he receives he's receiving death threats. His life has been destroyed just by being a former Trump supporter and speaking out and saying, you know what, I apologize to the nation. I changed my mind. I fucked up. Wow. And you're not allowed to do that within that tribe and they are coming after him so we're going to talk to him this sunday and get that all worked out we got kenny the muslim coming up pretty soon we've got a, a upcoming episode uh, hopefully we're still in the works but dealing with this whole kavanaugh hearing and talking to therapists and actual victims and and trying to get a a, a, a legal perspective on exactly what this means for women in america so Fantastic. that's our future the show is the Right to Reason Podcast. Highly recommended. Robert, before I let you go, i got to have you say hi. I'm Robert Stanley of the Right to Reason Podcast, and I took a left of the valley. Hi, I'm Robert Stanley from the Right to Reason Podcast, and I took a left at the valley. He says that with such greatness. He does. And that was our friend Robert Stanley. Oh, Robert, we love you so much, buddy. We do. He's we never so know. Fun. We never know where the conversation is going to go with no, him. He, he's... He's one of us. Yes, I mean, he really I, is. If he wasn't living in Texas, he would be right here with us right now. Absolutely. And actually, I would probably let him take over the show because I think he's better than I. <laughs> he's got a better voice and he's got great ideas. And so, I, I mean, Robert, he's definitely one of us. So we'll have a great time with him. And uh, the Right to Reason podcast, highly, highly, highly recommended. What become one of my favorite podcasts by far. And he always has some very interesting guests, some interesting music. God, I wish I had his talent to do that kind of stuff. Huh. I don't. <laughs> We've got other talents. We've got we're just a, we're just a good blend of different different strengths. Exactly. Well, thank you so much for listening to the show with us today, and thank you uh, for being with us. Uh, you can follow us at leftatvalley.com. You can follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, at LETV Podcast. Send us an email, leftatvalley at outlook.com. Uh, give us a five-star review wherever you find us. It really helps us and it helps others find the show. Coming up next week, our old friend David Fitzgerald Ooh. comes back, and he talks to us about John the Baptist. 
Good. The week good. after that, we get a, a visit from God himself. Brian Keith Dalton, Mr. Didi, comes back on the show. We have John the Baptist and God. And right God. In Double whammy. Yeah. The week the weekend after that, we'll have a, for the first time a heavy metal group. I am so called excited. Predators. They're an atheist yes. heavy metal group. This should be very interesting. <laughs> And of course, at the end of the week, uh, the, the month, I should say, we have our Halloween special. We'll be telling virtual, uh, sorry, ghost stories around the virtual campfire. Uh-huh. Should be fun. Scary. And, and after that, for November, we'll have uh, our friend uh, Thomas Westbrook will come back to talk to us about uh, the uh, Catholic Church and all the scandals. That you know what I like That'll about be a fun us? Episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you know what I really like about us? There are a lot of podcasts that have a guest on, and then they go on to other guests. What we do is, when we have a guest that we know is interesting and we haven't had time to really explore all the ideas or all the things that they want to present, they come back and our conversations with them get richer, they get deeper, they get to be more fun. And I think it's much more interesting to the, uh, to the audience mm-hmm. because now our guest becomes familiar to them and probably encourages them to look up their works or listen to their podcasts. Because we've widened their interest and we've enriched our show. It's just great. I love having recurring guests. On that, what can I add? Thank you so much, guys. Until next time. Things are well. Are we are we on right now? Or oh, yeah, we're, we're absolutely like live. live. There's like thousands of people live. listening to us right now. Yeah. Nah, we are he lies. live in he lies. Canada. He lies. Don't listen We're, to him. You're amongst the moose people. Yeah. <laughs> 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 what is the ratio of people to moose? Uh, fairly decent. Like maybe like one to two. No, five to one. Five moose for every person. I have no idea. I mean, probably right. I think it's more like two people for every moose. No. There's, you there's, think so? There are, moose don't travel in herds. They're very sorry. I'm sure there are more mises than so, people. I, th- I think there's there's half as many moose. So you really think there's people. like 17 something million moose that go across the country? Yeah, I'd say that. I don't know. I have absolutely no idea. That's a good question. But there. Google that. Canada's pretty fucking big. Yeah, well, there are moose crossings. So and obviously there are enough moose to make the crossings. Especially when you look at um, what's the fuck called? Uh, like Manitoba, where it's all lakes. Moose love the fuck out of lakes. There's probably a fuck ton of moose in Manitoba. Huh. And Christmas is coming up, so I get to watch it again. I know. So see, Robert, my, my uh, kind of Christmas movie is Die Hard. <laughs> it's what? It's Die Hard. I'm hold of yeah. what's going on That's here. my kind of Christmas See, this is pandemonium as usual. <laughs> this, is, this is what you deal with every week. Oh, yeah, every week. <laughs> right, and marijuana is going to be legal this week. <laughs> And this is what we're like when we're sober. Atheist, 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 atheist.